0: and welcome to the second seedling session uh, today i'm speaking with thomas ferugia of ceo of Betabugs. Uh, Betabugs are the uh, one of our tenants at uh, the northern hub in edinburgh and also AgriEpi members and their main focus is on the development and distribution of black soldier flies uh, into the insect protein industry mm-hmm. so uh, good afternoon thomas and welcome and thank you for participating in today's event yeah. so Insects as a protein source. Um, We've got a global population of approximately 8 billion, I believe, uh, and we struggle to feed those. How are we gonna sort of make steps towards ensuring that everyone gets fed and future population growth gets fed?
1: Okay. So yes, as you've said, there is 8 billion at the moment, we're struggling to feed those, but we also have more people on the way. So it's 9 billion by 2050. and as a result of all this, there is there is that looming protein gap in terms of meeting demand. I think what we're really seeing now is agri-food being driven to change and seek new sources of protein. And uh, insects is one of them, but we've also got your insects, your algae, uh, fungal proteins, and we've got this change happening in agri-food to, bring, to, to develop these sources of protein and also scale them because they need to be able to feed it's a large number of people so you need to be able to feed at scale and actually it's not just the people it's the animals which are being used to feed the people.
0: Okay and obviously insects as a protein source or as a feed source Mm -hmm. in human consumption perhaps uh, is more acceptable in other parts of the world than the UK certainly uh, or Europe per se. Um, How will we overcome those perceptions of you know uh, people being squeamish about insects as a, as a food source?
1: Yeah, so there is definitely the, the yuck factor, um, <laughs> people being squeamish about eating insects. That's in, when it's for food. What we're seeing is increasing acceptance of it, though, when you look at the benefits of insects. Farming insects in general, they, they have very high feed conversion ratios that because they're, they don't need much heating as well. And therefore, they're, they're an effective source of protein, not as much water. They can actually be reared on food waste streams in some instances. And actually they can turn out to be carbon negative because you're saving food waste from going to landfill. So there is that, that angle to it. So the sustainability angle. And I think really we'll see for food at least, insects rather than being served straight on the plate whole, they'll be used as an ingredient in the same, nearly a flour, for example, a crooked flour, which can be used to make pasta which can be used to make bread. Now we're not operating in that space per se, we're addressing the the feed sector and that's the other bit where insects will I think form an increasing part of that supply chain because you can use them to as a protein source for fish, pigs and chickens and you can also use the insect oils to supplement animal feeds as well.
0: Okay so in terms of I guess um, in, introducing insects into the food supply chain—you think probably more into the animal feed mm-hmm. supply chain rather than the human feed supply chain at the moment. Um, what's the legislation system uh, situation around um, mm-hmm. those those food sources? I suppose because I believe there's different categories in different parts of the world.
1: Yes. Yes, and in. The- uh, looking at the EU, for example, so, I mean, the UK has been part of the EU, so we're still, we've got some of that change already come through. And what the EU did was in 2017, they approved uh, insect protein from seven species for use in aqua feed. So when we say insect meal, it's it's the protein or powder or the meal powder when you mince up the insects and you get that meal and then you can use it in a compound feed. So, for example, fish pellets. So that's been approved. and we, we are seeing motion towards approval for pigs and chickens as well. And the same reason, in the same approach. So effectively compound feed. We can already feed live, live insects to chickens as it stands. So that's the EU perspective. Now from a UK perspective, if uh, these new changes happen, we'll then have to see those track independently in the UK for them to be approved, because we're now not part of the EU. And then if you go further afield, uh, America has also developed its own regulation, uh, as has uh, Canada. And that's kind of again using whole insects and looking at the fractions of the insects in the supply chain.
0: And would legislation be different with um, feed sources as well? So feed Mm -hmm. sources for the insects, um, because obviously there's uh, uh, limits on where you, what waste streams you could use, I guess.
1: Yes, at the moment, moment, it's pre-consumer vegetable food waste at e level, and that it's, it's primarily what we've got there is, uh, because insects have been classed as farmed animals, and therefore there's constraints on what they can be fed and cannot be fed. I think over time we'll see that broaden as a definition as to what they can be reared on, And that will then enable us to actually see the industry scale uh, further because we'll be able to access more substrates for the insects to be grown on.
0: Okay, so scaling is probably really important to Mm -hmm. the development of the industry. Uh, Like you say, I I don't know the total costs of a ton of uh, of produced uh, insect protein. Uh, I I guess it's quite high in comparison to what we consider to be traditional sorts of Mm -hmm. uh, protein.
1: So, so there's been some work done on this by the WWF report as well recently. But yes, insect protein prices are still, because we, we have the, to see the scale get unlocked, the, the price is still high. Uh, as scale happens, the price will come down. So this is nearly, I think the WWF report quoted, once a certain scale is hit, it's around 590 pounds a ton of insect protein. But that, that's coming in the future. It's not now. And as a result, this is why the industry needs to scale. And I think from our perspective as well, apart from just building, achieving economies of scale, it's also through increasing productivity. And that's where genetics comes in.
0: Okay. And that's your main focus then is the Hmm. genetic side of things to make things more efficient.
1: Yeah. So effectively, black soldier fly uh, larvae, which grow bigger, faster, and are more more efficient in their conversion of the substrates they are growing on. Okay. So, you're
0: suggesting then insects are a key part of the future food system. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I can see it happening myself. Whether I could go and eat a bunch of crickets from the bag, I'm not so sure. But I I Mm -hmm. guess if it was mixed into a flour with, you know, a a carrot cake or something, I wouldn't even know any difference. But uh, I suppose it's overcoming those sort of. Mm those problems is there any problem i suppose in terms of dietary requirements um, from insect protein that affects you know that might have an impact on people being able to to, um, to have them in their food I th-
1: so the the one i think the one which has been uh, described briefly is the the chitin it's a bit like if people are allergic to crustaceans and something like like effectively which also have chitin and the exoskeleton you can get some some sort of reaction to that but it's it's a it's a a minority of the population and in effect it's it's something you you take into account and you put you put the labels on saying contains contains exoskeletal products and then it's it's kind of well that's part of the supply chain process it's worth noting that mealworms have been approved for uh human human food consumption by the fsa and there's other insects that's the european food standards agency and other insects tracking their way through the system as well
0: Okay, brilliant. So there seems to be some appetite, excuse the pun, for, for insects into the food supply chain. Um, I guess what you need now is is investment uh, into mm-hmm. the industry to make it happen and scale more quickly? Mm-hmm.
1: It's uh, Yeah, what we're seeing, I think it's an interesting time for the industry, is more facilities coming online and scaling. And I think increasingly we're going to see new market entrants come into the industry. and. Uh, Now's a good time actually to get involved because when I say new market entry entrance, it will be agri-food companies themselves who might be thinking of diversifying their operation. Perhaps they have a uh, they are in the supply chain and they have line of sight substrates which can be used to grow the insects. Perhaps they have heat sources and uh, the means to do it. And so it's it's really interesting seeing companies come in saying we're we want to set this up. We'll, we'll access the technology that's available already and then we'll do it ourselves. And, and that's very exciting actually. And we're here to enable that as well. That's
0: fantastic. Well, I appreciate your time. I think yeah. I probably have exhausted my list of questions I had for you and you've answered mm-hmm. them very thoroughly. So I appreciate that. Um, I know we'll be sharing this on our um, website and I think mm-hmm. also on our Members Connect session on or Members Connect site on LinkedIn. So. Again, thank you for your time, Thomas, and hopefully speak to you soon.
1: Brilliant. Thank you, Duncan. Enjoy this a lot.
0: Take care. Bye-bye.